five twin spring training storylines as pitchers and catchers report to Fort Myers. It's all coming up on today's episode of Lockdown Twins. You are Locked On Twins, your daily Minnesota Twins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Sunday, February 12th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every single day on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Again, this is Nash Walker. I've been hosting this show for three seasons, four off-seasons. I've been writing about the Twins at TwinsDaily.com for four seasons, four off-seasons, five storylines as pitchers and catchers report and the Twins report to Fort Myers, Florida. It is the most fascinating spring training since I've been hosting the show. Certainly maybe, maybe the 2020 COVID spring training was more interesting coming back out of the, uh, the COVID shutdown full season. Since I've been hosting this show, this is such an interesting spring training for me for this reason. We didn't see so many guys down the stretch in 2022. We didn't see him again. We didn't see Byron Buxton again. We didn't see Trevor Larnick again. We didn't see Alex Kirilov again. We didn't see Jorge Polanco. Again, just they were done for the year. We didn't see them before the season ended. Those long-term injuries shut them down. And that's why I think this is so interesting. Part of why it's so interesting is who looks right. I have five main storylines here, important storylines. Like if these things go well for the Twins, if four out of five go well, if all five go well, I think the Twins are going to be in prime position going into opening day. At the end of this long spring training, it's very long. I was looking at my calendar because I I knew the twins reported this week and I was thinking to myself well opening day must be right around the corner it is but it's still six weeks away I think the Super Bowl when the Super Bowl ends football officially over that was tonight Chiefs win of course I think people then start to get into baseball mode we still have a long way to go long spring training I'm going to be here five days a week for the next two weeks and then you'll have a new host five days a week all the way through opening day through the rest of the season so much coming though in spring training. So I want to start from the bottom here, my number five storyline. And then we kind of have some honorable mentions I'll, I'll factor in at the end here. Number five is the fact that the Twins currently do have six starting pitchers who in a in their normal rotation would make the opening day roster if they didn't have six. You have Tyler Malley, Sonny Gray, Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan, Kent Maeda, and Bailey Ober. My number five storyline, maybe it should be higher. I put it at number five is who breaks camp with the Twins from those six? And why are the others or the other, why are they not breaking camp with the Twins? If Bailey Ober is not breaking camp with the Twins, is he starting at St. Paul as depth at AAA? If Kenta Maeda doesn't break camp with the Twins, is he on the injured list? Is he not ready to, to be on the active roster? If Tyler Malley, Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan, why, why are they not breaking camp with the Twins? Is Kenta Maeda in the bullpen? So how do the Twins manage their six starters and it sounds like they don't want to use six starters but I made the case or have a six-man rotation I've made the case plenty of times I think it's fine to have all six on the opening day roster it's going to be a moot point somebody's going to be dinged up somebody's not going to make it to opening day that's why this is a storyline who is it why are they not making it to opening day who's hurt before the season really even starts because last year it kind of happened to the twins like Maeda was already out Paddock got hurt 
basically immediately, and they were already down starters right out of the gate. Sonny Gray had a slow start out of spring because he was negotiating after the lockout and all those things, and he wasn't ready to go on opening day. Who's ready to go on opening day of those six starters? Are all six? That would be amazing. What an outcome for the Twins. If all six are healthy and ready, I'm going to bet that all six will not be healthy and ready. I hope. I hope they will be, but I'm going to bet that they they will not be. My number four storyline guy to watch this spring is Jorge Alcala, who is coming back from elbow surgery. Haven't seen him pitch in a really long time. When Jorge Alcala is healthy, his stuff, I think, was the best in the organization of anybody not named John Duran. I mean, you can make the case for Matt Cantorino. This is after the Twins had traded Bruce Dark Gratterall. I think Jorge Alcala... I always do Alcala, Alcala. I think his stuff currently in the minor league system, Matt Cantorino still coming back from Tommy John surgery. I think his stuff is probably the best among like pure relief prospects the Twins have. He's no longer a prospect. He's graduated. Still a young pitcher who doesn't have very many innings under his belt, but he is coming back from elbow surgery. When he's right, he showed up down the stretch in 2021, but that was a long time ago. That was 18 months ago. How does he look? Because last spring training, his velo was down, and I remember thinking, what's going on? Why, why is his velocity down? And you're going to hear, when guys have velo that's lower than normal, you'll hear, it's spring training, it's not a big deal, they're ramping up. Usually that's true. Sometimes it's not. We saw with Tyler Duffy, I think it was two years ago, his velocity was down in spring training. It carried into the regular season. It never came back. Like He used to be 94, 95. He was 92 in spring training, and everybody's freaking out, and then, other people are saying, no, it's not a big deal. It's just spring training. He's ramping up. He never came back from that velocity decline that he came into spring training with. I think that I think that was in 2021. I think that was in 2021. What's the deal with Jorge Alcala? Is he coming back at full strength? Is he 93-94? Is he 96-97? Is he 90-91? That matters. And because the Twins haven't added another reliever, Michael Fulmer signed with the Cubs over the weekend. And Alex Reyes signed with the Dodgers and Andrew Chafin signed with the Diamondbacks because they haven't signed another veteran reliever. I think they need Jorge Alcala to be a guy this year in the bullpen. So it matters what he looks like in the spring. It matters what his stuff looks like in the spring. And that's why he's my number four storyline here. If they had added or if they do add a veteran reliever, I think his progression probably matters less for the opening day bullpen and just the bullpen outlook right away. But I want to see him. I want to see him pitch because he's fun to watch. His stuff is electric. He brings an energy to the mound. And I think Jorge Alcala is a high upside reliever, remains a high upside reliever for the Twins. My top three storylines coming at you next after this word from FanDuel Sportsbook. I hope you enjoyed the Super Bowl. I certainly did. The midway point of the NBA season is here. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bet back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point spreads and threes, drain point scores, player props. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
Thanks for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Lockdown MLB Prospects is fabulous. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Twin storyline number three, prospects, prospects, prospects. Who is making the opening day roster from their prospect pool last year? Josh Winder. Joan Duran. Joan Duran ended up being a huge part of the 2022 Twins and their future. Josh Winder, still hope he will be, made it out of camp because he was fabulous in spring training, and it was clear he was one of their best pitchers <laughs> coming out of spring training or good enough to make the opening day roster, and he was. Like He was 95-96. He was his pinnacle self. His shoulder was healthy, and he was awesome, so he made it out of spring training. He's got the talent. Who's going to make it out of spring training this time around? Ed Julian. If he has a monster three weeks, will it matter? Will it not? Will he make the opening day roster? I think the Twins, I think they consider those things. Like, I think if Ed Julian has a big-time spring, maybe doesn't make it right out of the gate, but maybe he's even further up in the pecking order from St. Paul to come up right away. I already think he will. I already think he's going to spend a lot of time in Minnesota in 2023, maybe right away. So keep an eye on that. Jordan Balazovic, he's part of that prospect group for me and and also an injury group because his right knee, he hurt his right knee last year and he just wasn't the same, couldn't maintain velocity through starts, got crushed. If Jordan Balazovic has a nice spring where he's healthy and he's back up to 96, 97 and he's getting swings and misses and his hammer curveballs back and he's having clean outings against major league hitters, yes, spring training, you can't draw too much from it, especially from the offensive side. But if he's if he's pitching well against major league or semi-major league lineups in spring training, I think the Twins should consider something I have pushed, which maybe Jordan Balzavic should be in the bullpen on opening day or should start in St. Paul's bullpen and be ready to go uh, shortly after opening day. He has the prospect pedigree where he could still be a number two starter for the Twins. I, I don't think... He's lost any of that. It was a really bad year, and he dropped on my prospect list, certainly, and I lost some hope for that being the case. But it's also a situation where if he does go out and he has a great spring, those doubts can go away. It can be, oh, he had a rough year. He was hurt. Now he's healthy, and he's awesome again for Jordan Balazovic. So he's somebody I'm watching this spring training, certainly. I mean, Louis Varlin, too, the young starters, these young pitchers, Will any of them, Josh Winder is a part of this. He's not a technically a prospect anymore, but will Josh Winder, if he pitches well in the spring, what has changed where he makes the opening day roster last year as a prospect, but wouldn't make it this year when he's already made his debut? If he has a similar spring to what he had last year and he's healthy, he's 95, 96. We know he can be very good when his stuff is there. He can, he can be good and maybe even out of the bullpen. Will he make the opening day roster? Will Louis Varlin make it as a long reliever? Will Jordan Malzavik find a way in if he has a nice spring? Jordan Malzavik was number one in the pecking order last year, and then he got hurt, and he was bad, and it was it, he was no longer number one in the pecking order because he couldn't come up. He had an 11-something ERA into, like, August. He, it wasn't happening for Jordan Malzavik in the majors. He was number one, though. He was their first guy up, basically, from AAA, or their top prospect they were hoping would come up and pitch well for them last year. So he can get back into that that status. Louis Varland is there as well. He's in that group. Simeon Richardson is in that group. If these guys pitch well in spring training, 
don't put it past them. You know, the twins have spots in their bullpen. They, they have room. You can move Trevor McGill. He has options. You can put him back at AAA if you really feel strongly about one of your young guys coming up and you think they have a nice spring. There's room. And that's that's a little bit of a positive of the Twins not signing any veteran relievers. They have room. Guys can be pushed. You, They have options. You know, you don't have to rely on Jorge Alcala if you like Josh Winder in the bullpen, if you like Louis Varlin in the bullpen, if you like Jordan Balzavik in the bullpen. It's not a death sentence. They can come out, come out of the bullpen. They can become starters. They can pitch in long relief where they're getting enough innings. doesn't have to be a death sentence, one inning reliever death sentence for any of these young starters. If they think the stuff is there, if they think these, these pitchers can help them at the major league level right away on opening day, out of the bullpen, do it. They did it with Jawan Duran. Do it. Why not? No, I, I don't see necessarily at this point a huge risk in that, especially because the Twins have five or six starters. If they like a young pitcher to get the fifth or sixth inning in games or the seventh inning even, I think they should do it. Absolutely. My top two storylines for the Twins coming up after this word from Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays. I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year. If you're like me, where you want to eat healthier, but don't want to compromise taste, then man, I've got just the thing for you. You got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they are healthy, only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So head into Walmart or Sam's Club, go to Built.com. Built Bars are the best tasting protein bar ever. My number two storyline is a pitcher. You can link them in with number five, with the health of the starters who comes out of spring training healthy, Tyler Malley. I mean, Tyler Malley to me, is a big time spring training storyline because he continues to say, I'm good. That's all you hear. No problems with the shoulder. He's good. He's fine. They didn't find anything wrong with his shoulder. Said the same thing last year, came back in that White Sox start, got crushed. Velo was down in the second inning. That was that. And his season was over. What does he look like in the spring? If Tyler Malley comes out in his first spring start and he's throwing 87, 88, there's going to be panic. I promise. Even if there shouldn't be as much as there would be. There's going to be panic because the Twins did give up prospects for Tyler Malley. They didn't give up lottery tickets. They gave up a top 100 prospect at the time or borderline in Spencer Steer, a fast rising borderline top 100 prospect in Christian Encarnacion Strand. They gave up plenty to get Tyler Malley. Steve Ajar, I believe, was in that deal as well. So they gave up considerable prospects to get Tyler Malley. He's got one year left to team control. This trade could end up flopping massively, and I think the spring has – it's important for him. How he looks, if he's healthy, how his shoulder feels, how his stuff plays, that matters this spring, I think, for Tyler Malley. My number one storyline of the spring is Alex Kirilov and his wrist, and this is amplified by the Luis Arise trade. If the Twins had not traded Luis Arise, Alex Kirilov would still make my list. 
but he's number one above Tyler Malley, above the prospects, above starters, six starters and how their health and everything above Jorge Alcala, above my honorable mention storylines because the twins traded Luis Arise. And I, I know that the feeling and the rumors and the narrative is that Joey Gallo is going to play some first base this year. I'm not crazy about that personally, because I think you're taking away his, his like floor. There's not a floor when a guy hits 160. If he's going to hit 160, he's not, it doesn't matter how great of a defender he is really. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but if he hits 195 with 35 home runs and he's an elite right fielder who can play center field an elite you know, plus plus left fielder who can play center field, then you got yourself a decent player. But if he's playing first base, hitting 195 and hitting 35 homers, it's just less valuable, I think. And he's an elite outfielder. So I feel like you're taking away that that baseline. To me, their hope, and I know this is the hope, is Alex Kirloff is going to be the first baseman and that he is their guy at first base. That's the hope. I mean, we don't know. He said there's still soreness in there. So it's a storyline for me. Number one, Alex Kirloff's wrist. How what we hear in spring training, how he looks, I mean, it, it really matters because if he's not ready to go out of the gate, the Twins do have options. Like Nick Gordon can play left, Byron in center, Max Kepler in right. Then you have Gallo at first base. They have options. They can move guys around, you know, against lefties. Miranda can swing over and play first. Cal Farmer can play third. It just, Alex Kirloff's upside is so massive to me. And he's such an X factor on this team that this storyline is number one. If he is not ready to go, it doesn't, the roster doesn't crumble is my point. It doesn't crumble. You have guys for every spot, but I think the upside of the offense is reduced. I think the hope for Alex Kirloff is reduced. It's like, he's still not ready. And and then you just start to get this feeling. Is it ever going to happen? Is he ever going to be here? Is he ever going to be the everyday first baseman? I think if he comes out of the spring and he's crushing in the spring, he feels good, says the wrist is – because he's been candid. Like, I give him credit. He's been really candid. He's like, nope, it's sore, it hurts when he's honest. He, he's honest about his wrist. If he's coming out and he says, no, like, it feels really good. It feels like it used to. You're not clear. You're not out of the water by any means. It could come back in April. It could come back in August when the Twins are trying to make the playoffs in September and in October if they get there. It can come back at any time, and it has in the past. But if he has a really nice spring and he says he's feeling really good and the wrist is is solid, you can like move forward. You can move forward with him and think, oh, maybe this was it. Maybe this is the start of something. He's our first baseman. And I think the vibe and the upside in the offense is restored in some ways than if he is not there. Mostly because they traded Luis Arise, but also a large chunk of that is because of Alex Kirilov's ceiling. But when you trade Luis Arise and you are trusting Alex Kirilov and Joey Gallo, to be your first baseman, that's a gamble. That's a gamble. I mean, Joey Gallo hit 160 last year, and Alex Kirloff is coming off another major wrist surgery. Those are your options at first. Jose Moran going to play first, and then Kyle Farmer's playing third. That's not an ideal situation against right-handed pitching. It runs you thin, and then you get into that spot where the Twins are lacking depth again, even though they're coming into the season with ample depth, That it seems like. And Trevor Larnick is part of my honorable mentions group, but he doesn't make the top five because of the picture in the outfield. I think Larnick's upside is not as high as Kirloff in the all-around ability. I think Kirloff could hit for average power, draw some walks, like be a middle-of-the-order bat. 
I think Larnick could be that guy too. I think he's going to probably hit for a lower average. He's going to strike out a lot more. He's going to hit for more power probably if like at their peaks, they're both valuable in upside. But Larnick doesn't crap my top five because they have so many outfielders and they have so many corner outfielders. If Larnick could play first base, it would be different. It would change that a little bit. But I think for him, we need to see him too. He's an honorable mention storyline. We need to see Trevor Larnick. What does he look like this spring? How's he swinging it? How's he feeling? Big time storyline. Honorable mention. I mean, I, I wish I could I could list off, I could list off 10 to 15 of them for you here because there were so many injuries. Byron Buxton, his knee, his progression, his rehab, the surgery. What does he look like? How does he feel this spring? I guess you could put that tag on everybody. What does he look like? How does he feel? <laughs> it could go around the whole roster. Polanco, Kirilov, Malley, Larnick, Buxton, Jorge Lopez, not an injury concern, knock on wood, not an injury concern. I I think Jorge Lopez is just an X factor on this team. I think when the Twins acquired him and he had like a one-something ERA and he was an all-star closer for Baltimore, I was really excited. I think a lot of people were really excited because you're thinking, oh my goodness, they got their closer. And now Juan Duran can bounce around and they, they got the guy. Like it doesn't have to be Pagan anymore. It didn't work out for Lopez in the second half. He settled in. I'm really curious to see what he looks like in spring training and shortly after spring training as we get into opening day in the first couple of weeks. I think with his track record, there's more intrigue because he's really only had one good half season in the major leagues. He has a five-something ERA before 2022, and he had a great first half with Baltimore. He had a poor second half with the Twins. Who is he? Is he legitimately a quality reliever now that he's shifted to the bullpen his stuff plays up we know that but is he a quality reliever or is he a mid fours reliever who gets hit hard doesn't get enough swings and misses is wild at times doesn't get enough strikeouts too many walks or is he who he was in baltimore an elite reliever who gets a ton of swings and misses his stuff is disgusting he gets in on right he's just crowds them with that sinker nasty nasty stuff close to a two ERA, you know, in the two range, who is he? Who are we going to see in 2023? I'm interested in that for Jorge Lopez. And I'm interested to see how he looks in spring training and what he shows us in spring training as well out of the gate. Uh, How does his stuff look? I think he did get tired too in the second half, first season of the bullpen. He was worked hard. He got traded. I think there's a lot of factors here for Jorge Lopez. And I'm hopeful that's the case where he's going to readjust I'm I'm intrigued by his storyline this year and how he performs and like the role that he's in and where the twins trust him, where they don't and in spring training, how he looks, he's an honorable mention storyline as well as we head in uh, to pitchers and catchers reporting. So my five spring training storylines, number one, Alex Kirilov, his wrist, his progression from the wrist surgery. Number two is Tyler Malley. Number three is the prospects. Does anybody break camp? Who looks really good? Who looks too good that they can't not make the team? It's a double negative. That they have to make the team. Who looks that, that good in spring training? Number four, Jorge Alcala. His elbow, his stuff. Last year was concerning. It ended up being an injury and his season ended. Number five, Twins have six starters who would make the opening day roster if they had five, if that makes sense. Who comes out healthy? Who looks the best? who looks healthy in spring training, that's a factor. And then my other storylines, Byron Buxton and his knee, Jorge Lopez, how he how he's 
progressing with his stuff and bouncing back from a rough second half. Trevor Larnick, kind of in the same boat as Kirilov there, just health-related. A lot of it is health-related, but it's also important. We know that it's such an important thing for the Twins to be healthy, as healthy as can be coming out of spring training. Let me know your storylines. If you think of any more, let me know. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Now make Lockdown MLB Prospects your second listen. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thank you so much. Have a great day, and go Twins.